Greetings, EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 15th and the 19th of January 2024. Hello, how are you this week? I hope you're bloody marvellous. Joining me, as per usual, is a very well-rested Ree. Hello, well-rested Ree. How are you this week? Other than well-rested. I'm okay, thank you, ironically, isn't it? I know you never I, uh, you're never well rested before a podcast episode, are you? My little girl was so poorly last night that mm. she slept through. No, just knocking so, herself yeah. out. Weirdly, yeah, resent me. <laughs> resent me a uh, a voice note of her of uh, little girl crying because I think she thinks that I don't think that she uh, that she has to go through it as a young mother. I do. Let me just assure you, I am fully aware. But she sent me like a three minute long voice note. I thought <laughs> she sent me. Three another- I thought she sent me another podcast here or something. This is well long. What's this? And then just this poor little girl wailing because she was ill, bless her. And she was like, it I might about be late six tomorrow. <laughs> it was not six seconds. Do you know anyway, what? Yeah. I would just I were in a tiz and I were like, were I don't think I've got I don't think I could I can type right this second. I'm just gonna no. send you a voice note or a crying and see if just you get to that show message. you. Are you just gonna I'm just gonna audio record my life at this moment and send you it? Yeah. There we are. <laughs> yeah. Um other than that, I'm guess what I'm doing tonight, Ray, by the way. What are you Tell doing? You I'm off out tonight, right? Going out. Out, out on the town. Out, out. Yeah, but get this right. I'm going out with the lads. <laughs> going out with the are lads gonna, from work. Are you researching all football scores mm. and he was getting promoted uh, like Reese? Oh, problem is they walk it in. I say things like that, yeah. They walk it in. They walk it in and... Uh, Oh, it's in the game last night. Yeah. Oh, that was a joke on something. I can't remember. And it was like a go to response to talking about football. It's like, oh, problem is they just walk it in, as in they don't, I think it's saying that they don't pass the ball or something like that. So they just walk it in. That's that's the term used for it. Oh. Exactly. Right. But I'll try. I'll see how I I get on. I may have to drink beer, though. I don't know. I'll let you know how it goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. You drink what you want to drink. You don't need That's to true. change yourself because you're with oh, lads. Oh, I know. Just I know, drink I know your normal that. drinks. No, I know that. And you know what? Might be... Lads lads drink cocktails these days, I'll have you know. They will okay. do when I'm with them, let me tell you. We'll all be yeah. on the Cosmos. I don't care what you they get say. Them, <laughs> you get them to drink what you're drinking, if anything, Rob. They're all going to be on go, a... Don't you go no. changing yourself. Absolutely. They're all going to be on espresso martinis by the time I'm finished with them, let me tell you. Oh, my favourite, love favourite yeah, drink. Love Ooh. an espresso martini. Mm-hmm. There we are then. Right, I make a uh, cracking one as well. Just to let well, you know, then you could. Well, oh, oh, well, then don't think you're not making me one of them the next time we are in person I shall. together. Mm, absolutely. I shall. Right, I think we've jabbled on enough now. So uh, let's crack on with this week's uh, podcast. Uh, we had a big, we had an exit this week, an unannounced exit, which uh, I'm quite sad about. Um, but there's all sorts of mm. other things going on in the background to do with the Mitchells, which I'm sure we should be coming back to. Uh, but we will come to that later. Uh, and let's get talking about this week's EastEnders on Albert Square After Dark. So uh, before we get on to the big story of the week, let's start off with talking about Cindy and Bobby and Anna. And we should also discuss Gina. Um, so Cindy is basically spending the week kind of trying to interfere with her kids' love lives. Now, I love how Cindy thinks that she can has any right to do any of this at this point. I mean, all the kids that she's abandoned throughout the time. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, you have no say yet, love. I, you need to earn that that kind of saying interfering i think don't you i mean it just feels and they're all grown up like oh well yeah anyway even if you'd even if you'd not you know 
abandoned them or whatever you mm. want to call it. Like, I still think, like, keep out. They're all grown-ups. They can do what they want. Yeah, well, she starts Although... off trying... Go on. Yeah. Although, Although I love Bobby. I'm a Bobby stan. Oh, so am I. Looking at it from Cindy's perspective, like I get it. The other daughter getting with the guy that killed your daughter's. Oh, it was an fair, accident. Really. It was an accident. Well, so we know that. It. We've seen it all. She <laughs> hasn't seen it, has she? It wasn't an accident when it happened, but it's an accident now. You know, we yeah, that's that's it close. Kind of was an accident. It? Kind of was an accident when he accidentally picked it up and stowed her head in with a music box I'm a accidentally. I, 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 we, didn't mean we to all, kill her, did it? We've all done that. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, all yeah, yeah. We've all well, accidentally Ben's killed my sister. So, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben's, had, sister, me- but... Ben's had many accidents. Um, right, so um, she starts off the week trying to interfere with Peter and Lauren. Uh, she's not she's not overly impressed with Lauren either, in all fairness. And I like that there seems to be a little rivalry starting to kick off between Cindy and Lauren. I think, and those two, mm. those two are worthy of each other, I think, as well. So that should be quite interesting. Um, but Lauren has basically said to Peter, look, this, no, me and you we can't do this for now clearly doesn't want to clearly wants to be there but has sort of decided there's too much water under the bridge and you know we need to just not for now which is upset peter which i think is going to drive him into the arms of penny i think that's coming well, i do think that's coming a hundred percent it's a bit of yes. a forgiven as a will they weren't they were lauren and then he's going to sleep with penny then mm-hmm. he's going to have to keep it a secret then lauren will find out then we'll have yes. some drama with penny then we'll have yes. some drama with peter yes yes, yes. And then Max will come back. <laughs> and then that Fingers happen. crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but the main thing I think this week with Cindy was where it came to Bobby and Anna. Now, you said mm. last week that you're not actually that supportive of Bobby and Anna. And I really am, I've decided. I really, really like Bobby and Anna together. I feel like Anna's... I don't feel like Anna's that invested, though. I don't think she's that bothered by Bobby, if I'm honest with you. I don't know though, because she was really sweet with him this week, and they seem to have a real connection. They rescued a lobstery together. You don't do that with just anybody. Yeah, but I think I think they're more friends. I think I just see them as more friends, and the air and how Freddy many of your friends actual? Yeah, well, her and Freddie might have had sex on the on a fish and chip shop floor, all right. But how many of your friends do you spend snogging in front of your family and in front of a pub? Oh, they're just mates. We're just mates. That that doesn't happen. Yeah, but she was doing it to prove a point. As well, I she do think... because she knew they were looking at him. But I'm not. I don't hate them together. I'm just not convinced that Anna's as invested as Bobby. It's I... very clear that Bobby likes her a lot more than she likes him. Yeah, I am flying the banner for Banner. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, the banner for Banner. There you go. Oh, I like do you know it. What? Wasted here. Do you know Wasted. what? Now that's the shipping name. Yeah. Banner, 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 banner. Um, I can I just say first off. I am so with her on the lobster thing, by the way. So with her on that. I'm not a vegetarian. However, I al- I've always wanted to try lobster because I've never actually tried. I've never had lobster before. But Rob, you might be starting all kinds of. No, stuff I'm here, not. I but what I'm saying, say. no, all I'm gonna, no, I'm not. All I'm going <laughs> to say is I'm with her on the fact that because the, the way it's done properly, lobster is that you go into a restaurant and they're all sat there in a fish tank, like still alive. And then you pick a lobster and then that lobster is pulled out and then just killed for you personally to eat. I couldn't do that. That's like going into a field and pointing to a cow and saying, yeah, I want that one for my hamburger, please. I can't do that. Well, Rob, you've just opened the debate for vegetarians and vegans to now say to you, well, if you couldn't kill it yourself, then you shouldn't be eating meat. I, yeah, I'm fully with that. I will take that, except... I mean, I couldn't kill the animal either. No, 
But I feel like that's tantamount to like I'm selecting that one for you to kill for me. I I couldn't do it. No, no, no. I know, no. I know, I, d- I know exactly what you mean. I'm just playing devil's advocate with you there. I, so yeah. they rescue these two individual lobsters. Screw the rest. Uh, they kidnap these two lobsters essentially. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'd love to have. I'd love to have seen how they actually managed to do this in a busy old restaurant. They got like a tango. They got like a tub or something. Ice and bucket. Then fished these like massive lobsters. Bucket. Yeah, maybe they just fished these massive lobsters out of this tank and then somehow got them back to Walford. And they're sort of carrying these lobsters. Like I don't know what to do with this. Let's stick them in the bath. <laughs> It was a bit mad, but I quite enjoyed it. It was, yeah, I mean, I, it was. purely because I'd like to think I'd do the same. Rescue the lobster. Lobster man. No, that's me. Actually. It's the kind of thing I'd do. If I'd had actually, a few espresso I martinis. Doing that. I would just yeah. be safe. We'd have a few drinks. We'd be like. A few espresso martinis, Ree. We've done worse. <laughs> we've done worse. Stories that aren't for the podcast, uh... but we've done worse. Let me tell you. Um. And, yeah, so Cindy kind of discovers these, and I quote, creatures in the bath. Do you know, Cindy can't, ad- can't identify a lobster when she sees one. She doesn't know what they are. It's just a creature in the bath. But why uh, Why would she think it's a lobster? I mean, to be, to be fair, fair like, why? What on earth is it they're, quite, they're quite distinctively shaped, aren't they, lobsters? Yeah, you'd know one, but she might be like, surely we've not got two lobsters in bath. What on, <laughs> like, why would you bring why? lobsters back to what's, house? What's yeah. that? Why is that? What's going on yeah. there? Yeah. Um, Ian is quite invested in uh, Bobby and Anna and decides to help them rescue the lobsters. They take, them down, they take the lobsters down to South End and sort of throw them in the sea. I did have a look on Google to make sure that that was all right, but lobsters live in cold water, so that's fine. Because I, I, I was just Im- thinking... I had images of the fact that they just basically just thrown these two lobsters to their instant death because they couldn't have lived in those waters. But it's fine. That's the sort of water that lobsters well, like Well, that's, that's how they kill them, isn't it? You put them in boiling water. Boiling water, yeah. But I didn't know whether they could, like, they prefer to live in... It's horrible, brutal. isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah. And you're saying, I want that one to go through that, please. That one where... No, 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 no. I, I, if I have to just go through life not having tried lobster to avoid me having to do that, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway... <clears throat> So Cindy is unimpressed by Bobby. Really harsh a moment around the breakfast table, which turns around to Bobby and goes, well, you're not good enough for her. You know this, all right? You know this. He's fine. He knows this. He knows he's not good enough for, for Anna. Uh, yeah, I feel so sorry for Bobby when Cindy goes off for him like this because he's actually one of the only characters that isn't really that capable of standing up for himself, aside from picking and up a music box. He's already got such... You've already got such low self-esteem. You don't exactly. need to be rubbing it in his face at breakfast. It was yeah. really harsh, that. Actually, really harsh. And then she actually looked also, surprised like, when he was upset. Like, what's like, he upset about? It did, it did kill a daughter. Oh, get over like, that. That was know... years ago. Years ago. Nearly 10 years ago now. Come on, move on. <laughs> God, I can't believe it's nearly 10 years ago. I know. Next year, next year, it'll be 10 years since Lucy. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, it'll be 10 years now. It'll be 10 years this year since That's Lucy. Thought, thought, yeah, yeah, 10 years this year because she died on Good Friday and then it was and then yeah. it was revealed the following February, wasn't it? Oh, so, yeah. yes, right. yes. So, yeah, this year will be 10 years since Lucy. I wonder if they'll make, if they'll mark the occasion. I think they might. They will now. Cindy's there as well, surely. Yes, yeah, I think so. I think so. Can you hear the sound of the scriptwriters running to their running to their table? Sugar, we didn't mention the Lucy thing. Did think about that, did think about that? God. Um, so Bobby and Anna go on this date, and Cindy kind of 
apologizes to Bobby half-heartedly and says, right, I'm mm. sorry, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but you're not good enough. <laughs> Um, and Bobby kind of gives her this spiel about a superhero and gives her this sort of metaphor about, uh, you know, a geek turning into a superhero. And Cindy's kind of very, <laughs> Cindy's eyes visibly glaze over at this moment. Um, and But she sort of gets from Bobby, I actually do really care about her, even if she doesn't feel the same way about me. That's not going to stop me caring about her and wanting to make sure that she's OK. So that sort of thaws Cindy out a little bit. And she kind of gives Bobby a bit more money towards the meal. Now... The Bobby and Cindy dynamic, I have to say, actually is getting really interesting to me. I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying it. It's not just Cindy wanting to make Bobby's life hell. It's about Cindy sort of adjusting to living with this kid, this guy, um, who is responsible for something quite traumatic. But he's not like a psychopath or anything. He wants to sort of move on. He wants to he wants to make amends for everything. And he's a wreck because of it. I think it's fascinating with these two. It's an interesting dynamic. He doesn't make it easy for her to hate him, does does he? Because he is a likeable guy. So she's really having to go, right, I'm going to, you know, stop you from trying to stop you from seeing Anna because, you know, Mm. he's such a a bad guy. Such a little psychopath. He's really not. He's really not. In fact, she could do a lot worse than Bobby Beale. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. And let's be honest, Cindy has done a lot worse than Bobby Beale. Let's be fair here. <laughs> That's true. Pot kettle, actually. Exactly. But it is a bit weird that they like share a sibling. Yeah, but it's not. I know. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. also like anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... That's by the by, yeah. you're so, innit? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, look at Sharon and Dennis, for God's God sake. If you kick up, oh, kick God, up about yeah. this, you might as well kick off about that. You know, it's... Yeah. One person that she should be getting in, she should be interfering with, however, is Gina. Now, mm-hmm. we discovered this week that Gina, meanwhile, is sort of texting away, texting this bloke. So she's clearly got her eye on somebody. And we very quickly discover this somebody is Dean. Now, I struggle with this until I come to the conclusion. And it's the only conclusion that's making me kind of still hold hope that this isn't as stupid as I think it is. That she's literally just leading him along until she can get some form of confession out of him. But you don't think no, that's what's happening? She's absolutely smitten. Do you why think? Would she be, yeah, why would she be acting so happy and cheery on phone calls to him like she is and oh. then having to... Yeah, no, off, yeah, smitten. Kind of off, off phone call, she's like visibly quite excited to talk to him as well, isn't she? I am really angry about this. Mm. I love Gina. This is yeah. why I am no gold stars for Gina this week. Anger, yes, right? no gold stars. And I am so disappointed in her. But also, like, maybe it's shows Dean's character, doesn't it? I am reminded. He's managed okay. to. And I don't think it's going to go in this direction. Because when this storyline was done in this soap that I'm going to speak of in a minute, it was ridiculously controversial. Uh, did you, you, mind you, you were more of a Neighbours fan than a Home and Away fan, weren't you? In the early days. See, I used to watch Home and Away. And this is, like, naughty, like, late 90s, early noughties. Uh, and some people will know what I'm talking about. There was a family called the Sutherlands, right? And one of their daughters was raped by this guy called Kane. And uh, the rape victim's sister fell in love with Kane, and the pair of them became a couple, and actually quite a long-lasting couple, and they sort of softened Kane and tried to make the viewers like him again. And it was a really controversial storyline at the time. So... There's a side to me that sort of wonders, is it maybe, are they trying to take Dean in that direction? Or is it literally just going to be, Gina has turned around to him and said, I want to take this slowly, and Dean, and that's not going to be enough for Dean, and then it's going to get quite dark quite quickly. Interesting, I don't know, actually. 
I don't. I think too much damage has been done for any of us to liken and. Oh yeah, there's really no way it. that we're ever going to forgive Doom for what he's done. No, and also he's been evil since he's been back as well. Like he's visibly, yeah, exactly. yeah. he's visibly been a villain. So he's not like he is going to be made likable. Um, but you've no, got I to sort of wonder where the future of this is. For a, uh, uh, yeah, a, yeah. Um, that seems to be the when, only way. Or... Yeah, it seems to be the only way that that can go. Surely. Well, wait until George finds out. Ooh, leopard don't change its spots and all that. But I mean, wait till mm. George finds out. Wait till Cindy finds out. Dean's a dead man walking. If if this if this happens. Oh God! And Cindy and Dean obviously still work together, so yeah. God knows what's going to happen with all that. I I I sorry, but I just still find this so unbelievable that everybody else on Square believes Linda except for Gina. Except Gina, the person who. Lives who with her. Yeah, who stood up for her as well initially? Which yeah, I always believe a woman. The person who graffitied the word rapist on his on his shop window. Or yeah, I don't get where this transformation has come from. I mean, I understand. I I kind of get it in the sense that we clearly are supposed to see Gina as this woman who likes to help these bad men. You know, she's got this history that yeah. we've, we've spoken of before with her ex with drugs who died. So she's kind of got this history established for herself as this sort of kind of person who likes to go for the bad boy underdog sort of thing yeah but yeah, yeah i still don't know whether that's enough to sort of make this convincing no uh I, all all because he showed this sort of nice side because of his daughter because of jade I don't know, i'm just not buying it yeah i'm not mm. buying it yeah, so it's maybe you're right. Maybe it is all a clever plot. I don't think it is though. No, really because now, now I think about it, like she's visibly excited when she's texting yeah. him. She's like, <laughs> like yeah. Really why would she do or... that when he can't see? Yeah, her exactly. No else... Like yeah. if there was a sort of smirk about her as she was doing it, we'd be like, oh, hang on, Gina's got a plan here. Gina's got a plan. Mm. But it seems that she actually is liking Dean and is like looking forward to dating him. And I think the notion that she turned around to him and said, I just want to take this slowly and sort of gave him a peck on the cheek. Now the soapy way of doing a reveal like that is for them to have had a, like a proper kiss and for that to be the duff duff, that would have been like the way where we'd expect it to play out. So the fact mm. that she, they've gone very, very softly, gently into this and she's given him like little pecks on the cheek suggests that she genuinely does want to take this slowly. And that's not going to be enough for Dean. Oh, I also don't think that he'll, that Dean will like Gina as much as she likes him, if you know what I mean. So I can't see him being caring enough to take it slowly. No, I don't think he'll take it slowly. I think the thing is with Dean that he gets very, very emo like attached quite quickly to any woman mm. that ever shows yeah. him any form of sympathy. That's how we led to Linda and nearly Roxy as well. Now, the question is, do we think that it's going to be a Linda outcome or a Roxy outcome? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking about it then, and I was thinking, could it be a Roxy outcome, and then maybe George is going to come back and yeah. finish off the job of him. You know, don't forget he chucked him downstairs. And Linda's second body, but... Linda's second body of the year. Why not? Oh <laughs> my god, that'd be genius. Well, actually, Linda walks Ooh. in drunk and finds him. Uh, that could happen, couldn't it? Oh, it could even be that Gina were consenting, and Linda walks in know. and sees it, and, and just assumes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 all gonna get very, very, very messy. Ooh. But the not the looking motives... forward to Linda finding out. Oh, uh, I know that's gonna hurt. I, I mean, any of them finding out, all of them. It's no. like there isn't a single person other than Gina who supports Dean whatsoever. Like even when Dean played that voice recording, nobody believed him. 
So it's not like he suddenly got. Yeah, it's not like he suddenly got this kind of chorus of support behind him because he's revealed that Linda is a liar. You know, that's not what happened. So I do. I am struggling with the motives here slightly, but I guess we'll see where it goes. There could still be something, a little rug that's currently underneath us that we don't realise it's going to be pulled. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, so Gina and Dean, absolutely not. Bobby and Anna, hell yeah, holding up the banner for banner. That's my that's my thing. Gina and Dean have just been Gina. Dean. Gene. Jean. Dina. Dina and Gene. D oh Dina, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Gina's her think... name, Brie. That's not how it works. Yeah, no, but I was just like <laughs> trying to think because it's Ean and Ean. Yeah, that would work with us. Right. That would work with us because we're or yeah. like that would work with us because we've Rob and Ray. You can't do that with us. But maybe other than Roe, which is a type of fish egg. I don't think that really works. <laughs> That don't work. No, that that don't work. work. That doesn't work. It's a good job we're not romantically attached, really. There we are then. That so works. we'll see where that goes. Let us know in the comments section where the hell you think the Gina and Dean stuff is going. Are you understanding any of the motives any more than we are? Let us know in the comments section below. Uh, right, so before we get on to the big Mitchell story, we shall briefly discuss Denise and Jack. On to Denise and Jack now. Not a massive amount to discuss here. Basically, Denise is just <laughs> just wandering around in a daze. Really, she's not coping with this well. What I what I would call it where I'm from is she's all out sharp. She's all out sharp. She's I all mean, out how, sharp. Can I ask how you're spelling that, Ruth? <laughs> all o o r apostrophe yeah. t sharp. All o all o sharp. Uh, all, uh, sharp. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. She's all over the shop to the rest of the world. Yes. Uh she <laughs> uh yes, yeah, she is all over the shop. Uh she's I mean the thing is, she's reached now a point where Jack's like, Are you all right? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? They go to marriage guidance and Denise is literally paying no attention whatsoever, like just staring into the distance as Jack's trying well... to like sort of divulge all, all of his personal and emotions. Denise is like, yeah, and. In psychology, <laughs> yeah, Rob, yes, one yes. might call that disassociating. I think they might. Right? Yes, yes. Which is quite interesting that this therapist didn't say to her, are you disassociating? Denise, you all right there? Are you disassociating are you... right now? I'm sensing disassociation. Like yeah, I'm sensing disassociation going on here. No. And you're not <laughs> really answering the question that I just asked you. No, you know? not you're at not all. Really... Her response to what Jack had just said, she was just yeah. like, "Oh, I'm really happy." And you're like, "Which, by the way, was listening. the deep was probably the most emotion emotional sort of confession Jack's ever made." <laughs> yeah, just, wasn't re- it's not really a thing that he does a lot of, and the fact no. that he he's actually like, you were even there. No, he just poured her, he poured his heart out, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm really happy." Yeah, <laughs> like, deary me. Um, the other six are sort of getting a bit weary of Denise now as well because they're sort of like, oh, look, we've done it, all right? It's over. Let's get over it. Kathy is so bored of it, it's untrue. <laughs> like, she's she's sort of like, well, you can, will you stop this, please? Otherwise, I'm going to just report you to the police, all right? You're, 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 you're bringing the rest of us down, man. What's wrong with you? She's uh, Is Denise going to be the first to crack, do we think? It's looking like it, but then is it too obvious? I don't know. I feel like Linda could be... She's a bit of a uh, yeah. The alcohol, isn't she? I think the three the three main suspects now for the ones that crack this open is going to be Denise, Linda, and Sharon when she returns. Sharon. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what state Sharon's in if when she get when she gets back. Uh, we had a bit of a thing with Martin this week, by the way. He's off to Australia because Michelle's about to yeah. have a hysterectomy. <laughs> I don't know why Martin needs to be there for that, but that yeah. Martin's 
Martin's off to deal with Michelle and her, his, her hysterectomy, so regardless of what next see Martin. I'm assuming Martin and Sharon will return together at some point. Mm, a little do bit of that. Do you require your brother to go across the planet to help you get over a hysterectomy? Is that a thing? I don't really I don't know. I don't think I'd want my brother out of everyone there when I'm having an, when I've just had a hysterectomy. No, I don't, Sharon's hey, there. Hey. Hey. Each to their own. Each to their own. Each to their own. Um... The only other thing really to pull out for Denise stuff, yeah, so she's in a daze. Nothing really changes. Uh, she goes to a church meeting with Yolandi because Yolandi decides that she needs God. Uh, so takes her t t along to meet Pastor Clayton and sort of they have a they have a sort of church kind of meeting. And I wonder now if this is going to lead into Denise confessing to Pastor Clayton, who, by the way, Pastor Clayton, uh, credited at the end of the week, was smack bang in the middle of the credits with all the other regulars. So we are presumably yes, about to I'm see more. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we might be about to see more of Pastor Clayton. So I wonder if that's yeah. his role in the story going forward. I got the impression that he's going to be involved a bit more after mm. Friday's episode. I just can't heart help. And it's probably because of Lucas, but I'm just like, is he a bad guy? Is he a baddie? Is he secretly a baddie? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Yolandi trusts him. Yolandi's not normally a oh, terrible well. judge of character. I mean, she works at the Laundrette, for goodness sake. <laughs> Is that a thing now? We've no, got, a new, we've got a new religious. We've got a new religious person working work working at the Laundrette now. That's nice. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's true. nice. That's she nice. has definitely took on that dot role at the mm. Laundrette, actually, hasn't she? Which is yeah. I can't quite see. Yeah, I can't quite see her working her way through sixty Dorchester Super King menthol a day, but you know, yeah. <laughs> no, but you never know. Um, so that's nice. So Denise, Denise, and Yolandi are sort of talking, and Yolandi's sort of sensing that something's going on a little bit wrong with Denise. So we'll see where Denise ends up in the coming weeks. Mm. Uh, the only other thing to pull out of this is a little thing at the end of the week with Kim and Howie. Kim suspects that Howie is having an affair. Now, um, spoiler siren here, Nina, Nina, Nina. Um, Tamika Epson is about to go on a three month break. So I'm presuming that's what this is. Oh, what? I don't know how he's going with her, but um, Kim's having a break. So that's occurring. Mm. I think she has to do a play or something. I was reading. Right. So, yeah, how are they going <coughs> to write her out then? Mm, so she's off somewhere at some point. So presumably this is the start of whatever occurs there, I'm guessing. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. I'm mm. guessing we're going to find out more about that next week. So we'll wait and see. Uh, right, on to the big storyline of the week now. And it is The Mitchells. Veils down, everybody, and heads bowed. Aunt Sal has been laid to rest. Uh, and like any self-respecting Wolford ceremony, uh, we had our fair share of drama. Uh, and all of this did result in Sam leaving Wolford, and it has been confirmed that Kim Metcalf has indeed left the role again. Um... I mean, first of all, with Sam, great shame, because I really, really like Sam. and I like Kim's performance as Sam. So I think this is a shame, to be honest. Um, Can I be of... honest? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure why they brought her back. For that little she... period. Yeah, like, they, she may yeah. as well have just stayed away, hadn't she? Like, sure, she went away yeah. after being around for, I think, maybe it was, what, a year or so, was it? And then went away for, like, a seven-month break. And then yeah. returned, I think it was at the, the end of November, start of December for like three months yeah. and then left again. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Not Something's that I'm saying on. I didn't want to see her, but I'm saying <clears throat> she's gone yeah, that why? soon. What, what point in coming back? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a bit odd. Um, 
but I kind of get the impression that they're sort of going to be using Sam as a sort of character to sort of bring in and out every now and again in the sort of okay. Nick, in the sort of Nick Cotton vein, where he'll she'll come cause a bit of chaos and then leave again. Well, that so. really. I was saying, how can she come back? There well, she there is. Off. Yeah, well, she's pissed Phil off, but there are ways that, you know, she's she left things on an all right note with Ricky, so he, she can come back for oh, him. Oh, yeah, she's got a son, forgot about that. She's got a son, yeah, and, and, and you know, a grandchild and as a well. Grandchild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A glam gran at 50, as Phil delightfully pointed out to her. Um, but there was a lot else going on this week before we get back onto Sam. Uh, so at the funeral, we met Stevie, who we discover is Billy's dad. Uh, mm. and Phil sort of realises who he is so Phil knows stuff because Phil always knows stuff uh, um, sends Stevie off saying that nobody wants him there and we don't tell Billy that he was here we don't tell Billy that he exists so uh, can you even begin to fathom what the hell's going on here with uh, with Stevie? No but now you <coughs> said that I think Sam was the only other person who knew that yeah. that Stevie was there, so I'm kind of surprised that she didn't out that By the way, right. just before I go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. another secret from you. Yeah. All you would. You? If you were going to do everything that she did this week, you may as well just drop that into the conversation before yeah. you left as well. We didn't actually see much of Billy this week, so I don't. Um, something clearly is going to kick off at some point, mm. and we are clearly going to see Stevie again at some point, but it's sort of been left at whenever we're ready to wheel it back in again. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, meanwhile, uh, Sam basically discovers that Aunt Sal had left her and well, left the Mitchell kids quite a lot of money. And she discovers that Phil is actually holding off 30 grand of her money. And when she confronts Phil about this, he basically implies to her, well, considering that you owe me 100 grand for chasing off a drug dealer, it's the drop in the ocean of what you actually owe me. Now, you can sort of see Phil's, Phil's point of that, but at the same time, at least tell her that this money exists, surely. I don't even, I'm sure I'm getting a bit nitpicky here, right? But I don't even you see how realistically. Never. <laughs> That's so out of character. How would he realistically kept that money from her, though? Like, if it's been left in a will, then it yeah, goes why to did Phil, why did, why anyway. did Why did Phil get all of it? It was like he, the guarantor yeah. or something. It, they, I think they call it an executor. Um, That's Phil execu- all over, isn't it? Ex- executor. executor. Am I saying the executor? Sorry. Executor of the, the execution, <laughs> the executioner, filling his little mask, <laughs> ready to behead people at the guillotine. <laughs> but even then, I don't think that they have all of the money and dish it out. I no. could be wrong though. Maybe they do, and maybe that's how they're getting around. Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, me, a solicitor would be dishing it out anyway. So yeah, I know what you mean. Probably Richie dealt with it. That's why. Ah, uh, could be. probably, probably. <laughs> you know what Richie's like. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so, so the, the, the an odd thing that happened this week was Cat couldn't make the ceremony because she was busy staff trading Yolandi at the laundrette. So she says to Alfie, "Oh, can you go to the funeral, please?" Why did she do that? That felt a bit odd. Well, we know why, really. Well, we know why, because... but it's sort of like, why would you and, ask uh... Alfie? Why would you ask your ex to go to the funeral, the funeral of your current of your... husband's aunt? That seems um, a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah it made absolutely no sense. <laughs> it was a bit whatsoever. odd. It felt very out of place. Yeah. However, uh, what this does basically result in, there's this young strumpet, as we are led to believe, that, uh, at the funeral that's basically flirting with Phil and has apparently wanted Phil for quite a while. And Sam and Alfie are sort of watching this and Phil's don't like... Don't blame her, eh? And, uh, oh, well, exactly. He's a, he, but we know that he is a goddess in the bedroom, right? We know that about Phil. We've, we've been told many times, times many times. Phil is an absolute Adonis in the bedroom. So that's why. 
Um, so Alfie's sort of watching this kicking off and he's sort of grumbling to himself and him and, him and Sam are basically kind of just bitching about Phil essentially and just talking about how he treats people. And then when once Sam finds out about this money, Phil sends her off with a flea in her ear saying that she's an embarrassment to the family and, you know, is it any wonder that we don't, I don't trust you with, with all this money? So she goes outside, sees Alfie, who's already pissed off because he's had a run-in with Phil as well, and Alfie accidentally tells Sam about Emma, which is the fuel that basically creates the fire for the rest of the week. It was so badly done, that. Sorry, I'm Did not you think? Yeah. How he accidentally told her. It was just like, oh, really? Yeah, it just kind of fell out of his mouth, didn't it? It all feels a bit rushed, this exit with Sam. Like, do we know that with Alfie? Was that just tied in for this to happen? Do I don't you know, know I mean? because they brought in Simon Ashdown to write these two episodes this week. Like, he, those were the. He, so you kind of feel that this was planned. You know, yeah, he, maybe then. So I don't know, but I, maybe the execution of it was a little bit sort of... Yeah. Because you sort of wonder... Because Sam's characterisation has been a little bit odd since she came back, I think. Like, she she had had a lot of character development before she went off the first time. And now yeah, she's true. very much sort of reverted back to the way she was for this little stint and left with a flea in her ear because of the way that she's behaved. And see, I kind of, in some ways, understood Sam's point, actually. I mm. just thought it was the way that Alfie just blurted it out. I was just like, really? That's how yeah. she's found out? That weren't very... The conversation weren't necessarily leading that way. If it had been... If they'd have shared that you were really drunk or something and said it, yeah, then Yeah, it might have fair felt enough, a bit but more natural. just sat on a bench and said it, and it was just yeah. like, oh, right, so she's found out then. That weren't yeah, that yeah, difficult. Yeah. Well, now she does have this information. Uh, yes. She then immediately goes to Phil and goes, ha-ha, de-ha-ha-ha, I have uh, some crap on you, big brother. Uh, and you'll be giving me that 30 grand, thanks very much, or I'm going to destroy your marriage. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, so Phil kind of is worried about that. He decides ultimately to kind of just give her the money. And then we go to Phil and Kat's joint birthday do. I don't think I knew that they had a birthday quite close to each other. I won't lie to you. I don't, maybe it's been mentioned before and I've just forgotten about it, but I didn't know about this. It rang a bell to me. I'm, I think it? I... It's the same day, isn't it? I'm sure it's I don't think I knew day. this. I don't think I knew this at yeah. all. But it's not a yeah, good birthday it's... for Kat. But it's not a good birthday for either of them. Because Phil decides to give uh, Sam the money and very unwisely decides to basically just give her another load of crap. Like, say, what an embarrassment she is. Mum, Peggy will be turning in her grave. You will never be Peggy. You're an embarrassment to the family. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You're basically just an auntie to your son. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. It could be from Phil. You know, mass parenting advice. Cheers, Phil. Um, and Sam goes, oh, right. Okay, thanks. So she's got the money in her hand and goes, well, I guess I can do what I like now. So she storms up to the karaoke. Shout out to Elaine, or Elaine, as Kat keep, <laughs> continues to call her. Elaine, yeah. <laughs> Which I have to say needs to become the new Janice, because I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, Elaine going on the karaoke. I don't want to talk. I loved it. The husky tones down, down to Abba. Fantastic. Only anyway, it can be done. Um, and yeah, Sam basically takes to the mic and tells the entire pub that Phil had a one night stand with Emma. Kat's there. The whole family's there. The whole pub's packed. It was a nice sort of typical classic eastenders yes. dick reveal wasn't it which we had not had in a while so that was nice uh it was just i was like dying inside because i knew lexi was sat there and i'm like oh yeah no, sam come on lexi's yeah. there man it, yeah it was, this. it was a bit unnecessary in that respect um mm. and so from there 
actually, I thought Wednesday's episode was really was was really strong. You know, the sort of confrontation aspect of it, the aftermath of it, the conversation between Cat and Phil. Excellent slap given by Cat to Phil, by the way. That looked real. That one, I thought it, it did, real. and it was really good. But <clears throat> I still always, I still have an issue with men, with women slapping men on so. Oh, sorry. see, I, oh, I don't oh, fall you to can't this. Can't do out anymore. Can yeah, you I don't fall to this. I don't fall to it because it's such a classic soap troupe. Do you know what I mean? I don't ever mind. It I get, is, I get but... it. I get it. I get it. But I, at the same time, I kind of don't care Still when it comes to soap. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the fact that it's just accepted. It's almost if you really look into it, which I'm sure I'm overanalyzing it. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like a woman's slap is mm. that weak that it doesn't matter that a woman's slapping yeah. a man when actually I know. it should. I know, well. I know. It's just, it don't, I get it. I get it. It's and I get you. I do get right. it. I, I do get it, but I... But I'm, I still get a bit, oh, when I see a woman slapping a man on the soap. It doesn't sit right with me. But, I mean... Normalising it. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I my, my immediate response to that is, like, what would you expect Cap to do in that situation? Well, this is cat. We know what him. this you is. Don't cat, need to though. Yeah, this is cat, though. We know Say it cat. with words. Cat's never been. All oh, right. Well, words. if it were the other way around, so oh, yeah, right. I know. No nishted. No nishted. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that didn't happen. But that was a different type. But you're right, though. That was a different type of storyline because that sh- that actually we knew was domestic abuse. We know that. Yeah. But I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I know what you're saying, right? And I get it. I get oh, what yeah. you're saying. And I'm sure at some point that is a conversation that maybe needs to take place at some point. But I, I don't know. It's just very classic soap. And so I don't mind Oh, brilliant. It. So, don't get me yeah. wrong. I loved it's it. Weird, but also, it? yeah. Yeah it's, a, yeah. it's one of those things that sort of come along now, you know, in the society that we live in. And we're sort of just like, mm, we really should maybe address that. And at the same time, I'm sort of like, yeah, but let's just not address it and just kind of carry on as it is, you know? Well, let's it's just odd. say it was the other way around and Phil gave Oh, I, well, Phil's slap. done that before. Phil's right. done that before. Not to Cat, but he did it to Sharon in the big. That I remember that scene very clearly from when I was younger. Mm. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But then I also, I actually think it was. I, I actually think it was very in character for Cat. To be honest, I think that was very in character for Cat because she used to smack yeah, Alfie about all the time. <laughs> so oh, hilarious, Rob. Just hilarious. A vi- I'm she's just kidding. a violent woman. Just a violent woman. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, move, move away from that spiky issue. Um. So yeah, the pair of them have this confrontation. Cat leaves and goes across to Stacey's. Uh, what did you think of Stacey's advice for to Kat to basically, well, I, I just forgive him. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, because she's sure. thinking, what? I can't uh, say, oh, can I? What I've done with Jack recently. I have exactly. no to stand on. Exactly. But also, really, really bad advice, like irrelevant of what you may or may not have done. Like, why would you say that to her? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I th- know. I kind of get it, though, as well. Yeah. I don't know. Get her a weird one. I kind of think it's Maybe- interesting with Kat. Because I, I think we've spoken before about how the Phil and Cat thing. I think it was Cat has found herself in the most comfortable relationship in terms of financial support, in terms of her kids feeling safe, which is an irony with Phil, uh, especially considering that she got kidnapped by a bent copper at one point and nearly killed. Apart from that, you know, she's yeah. been relatively safe. Bye-bye. He's got a, she's with a man with a baseball bat and he's on, in, on, under the stairs, you know. So I feel like this is the most sort of secure cat has felt in throughout her entire life in terms of her men like the stuff with Alfie you know she could there was always yeah yes she absolutely loved him and there was very much a hint this week that the cat and Alfie thing may about to rear be rearing its head again what do you think mm. cat and Alfie do you think that the it's it feels inevitable doesn't it 
Uh, it does, but why are cat and nish suddenly becoming pally? Well, this is the other thing, because cat's never been one not to go from a hot pan to a fire. To make a rubbish lobster, that's all I can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did mm. rescue her. You have to put cat in a tin, take her away, dump her in the south end. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, she uh, Nish basically kind of hobbled over to her because obviously Phil Nish is still in aftermath of his attack of his attack at Christmas, or so is hobbling around the square, uh, and kind of co- discovers Cat on Arthur's bench and says to her, "Well, me and you have got loads in common, haven't we? Both kind of cheated on by our partners, and Cat's drugs a skunk by this point." So uh, Nish basically says to her, right, well, you need somewhere to live because there's about 28 of you living in that house. So that's not going to work. So <laughs> you need to, I'll, I'll give you a flat, give you a few months free rent till you get yourself back on your feet again. No problem. I'm a nice guy now. I've had an epiphany since I was attacked at Christmas. I'm a good guy now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, Nish. Against all advice, Cat takes Cat goes. Yeah, all right. That's that's a great well, idea. And the, at the end I of the week, I understand why. Yeah, I understand why. But at the same time, Nish clearly has designs on Kathleen, doesn't he? This can't end yeah. well. Now, what this does, I think, is sort of make things a little bit concerning for the six. This is kind of putting Cat in the centre of the six storyline because it's not only going to worry Stacy, it's got Suki concerns because she's living in the Slater's yeah. house at the minute as well. So that's an interesting sort of additional element, maybe. I quite, I don't mind this. It's quite interesting. But Cat, yeah. I don't know about Cat at the minute. She's sort of, I thought, I thought Wednesday's episode, actually, because it feels like ages and ages and ages and ages since Jessie Wallace has been able to have a proper episode to, like like that where she's been able to sort of stick a, get her teeth into and like really act act you know so I thought this was a really good turn for Jessie Wallace but I wonder if Kat's direction is a little bit questionable at the moment I'm not quite sure where they're really going with Kat at the moment I think she's going to end up with Nish to try and get back at Phil and then end up in too deep because yes. I'm thinking about it and I can see why Nish should go for a woman like Kat because it's those women who are already strong and, it, mm. you know, his type of man like to beat them down, don't they, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. and she's vulnerable at the moment as well. Because the thing is with Kat, she puts... The thing is with Kat, though, I think there's a difference between Kat and Suki, and I don't think Nish knows Kat well enough to realise this, is that Kat has always been very, very good at putting a lot of makeup over a lot of insecurity. So you chip True. away a little bit at her and actually she's a ridiculously vulnerable person inside, isn't she? So you kind of have to wonder, it's going to be a very different sort of setup with Nish, I think. I don't think he's going to have to work anywhere near as hard to kind of get Kat under his thumb when she's in the vulnerable state. Yeah, potentially. And I can, t- I'll actually, I don't know. There's just something there clearly. Like why have they just suddenly paired them two together this week? And Oh, it's definitely going to be a thing. What? Why is he actually helping her? Do you think that's all it is? He's thinking, Probably. yeah, I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, I Otherwise, mean, it's why sort else of... is he doing it? Well, I mean, she's... such a changed, nice man. Oh, God, no. But man, she's no. she's in with the Slaters, and he's kind of... He wants to be sort of be in with the Slaters, doesn't he? Because he needs to keep an eye on Suki. Um, oh, that's true, yeah. So yeah. he's kind of... So if he's if he's got Cat on side, then that's going to make it easier for him to sort of get in amongst the Slaters and sort of... Dis- and, sort of and then, therefore, amongst Suki and Eve, who are both living there. So that's going to, I reckon that's probably his plan. There is probably a side of him that fancies Kat, because let's be honest, Kat's gorgeous. So, you know, he ain't ain't blind. So there is there is that side of it as well, I guess. And he's got a bit of power over Phil as well. He's got power. And Mm. also, you know, he's got money. And Kat has just come from a relationship that had a lot of money in it. So for Kat, it's kind of quite an, an easily understandable transfer across to a different relationship. 
but I do wonder, is it the end of Cat and Phil completely? Well, I don't know. This is what I can't quite decide. I don't know. She's Cat Mitchell I'm actually... I'm going to be disappointed if it is because I hated the idea of them at the start. And Absolutely. now I really like them together. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was a real sort of... I liked I liked Cat with Phil. And I wasn't necessarily, you know, maybe not feeling... Phil changed all that much when he was with Cat, but I thought Cat with Phil was actually a really sort of new start for her. And I, like I said, with her being sort of this new feeling of security about her and sort of being the gangster's mole role kind of actually quite suited her. So I, yeah. and the fact that they they really kind of gone the distance with Cat and Phil, like this wasn't just. I, we all thought when Cleners came in that he was going to take one look at that and go, "Well, that's not happening anymore," and, and sort of stop Cat and Phil in the same way that he did Jay and Honey. But the Cat and Phil thing, he's really sort of dedicated time towards, and he, she's now Cat Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So they've gone all the way to getting married, and he's even sort of taken Alfie out of the equation because it seemed that Alfie and Cat were immediately going to start getting together, and then he sort of yeah. moved Alfie away from that, maybe pushed him a little bit towards Linda. So he's not against the Cat and Phil thing. So, and I have kind of, I'm like, I'm with you. I've sort of grown to like the Cat and Phil dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it would be a shame, and it's not like Cat's not done this before in relationships. You know, we need to talk. You know, do we need to talk about Derek Branning? You know, do we need to talk about, you know, how long have you got sort of thing? So, mm. the only other thing, though, that might stop them coming, like, being back together is when Sharon comes back with Alve. Will she then just start turning to Phil because of what's happened with Keanu? Well, yeah. I mean, if Phil's technically a free agent now, it depends when Sharon's coming back. We don't know how long this break yeah. is for Letitia Dean. But it would make sense for Sharon to come back and go, oh, sorry, is that bed free now? Oh, I'll just hop in that then. You know, yeah, and that exactly. would kind of work, wouldn't it? So, mm. yeah. Also, by the way, one other thing. Yes. Yes. Um, who mentioned it? Elaine mentioned it to Kat. Elaine. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, yeah. Why did Kat leave the house when Phil did wrong? Surely Phil should have left. If they're married, has she not got rights to that house then? Or is it yeah, I th- Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. I think that the, very much the assumption we're supposed to be taking out of this is that Kat's finances are so heavily tied up in, within the Mitchell empire that it's going to take a lot. It's not just an overnight thing to go, oh, well, that's yours. That's mine. Off I go. See you later. Like, it's actually going to be quite a long process because they've got the, the laundrette slash taxi firm. They've got, yeah, you know, I wonder if it's a bit. Surely she should have just said, you leave. I'm not, me- I'm not messing my kids around kind of thing. Oh, well, then I yeah. guess you wouldn't have the whole niche thing coming involved. Well, yeah, so. that as well. But I kind of think that, you know, she's moved into his house. I don't know. I don't know if there's that side to it as well. I'm not sure because obviously Phil was living there years before Kat came along so I don't know yeah, if, that's, true. If, if that's an element to it as well and Kat just wanted to get away from it all Even I think, still, I think, I think like, yeah well yeah you would yeah I know you would <laughs> <laughs> throw him out by the ear hair wouldn't you yeah <laughs> get out um yeah so there we are so it's some intriguing stuff this week I thought with this it'll be um some intrigued to see kind of where it goes from here a few little story pointers that we were sort of like you what but you know it's kind of kicking along all right I do kind of think the problem is, I think, at the minute, the we've had 10 months of cli- of climax building up to Christmas, all right? So when you've had that massive sort of crescendo for 10 months, um, the aftermath of that can sometimes feel a little bit underwhelming, I think. And I think that's kind of what we're in at the minute. I think people are sort of thinking, oh, come on, is this it for the moment? So I think it's, it will build up again, but I think they're just sort of... And I think the other thing is as well, that there's a, quite a lot of block storytelling going on at the minute. 
Yeah. So that's kind of maybe an issue as well. But I, I've got confidence. You know, it's not like I'm not really enjoying all of the stories that have been presented to me, but it's just sort of maybe feels a little bit uneven at the moment. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know what I know what you're saying. Like this week to me didn't feel like that big of a week, even though something quite big happened with Matt uh, yeah. and Phil. Yeah. Um because it felt it, like it came out of nowhere break. sort of thing. Yeah, but they, yeah. they've got to have a break. You know, you've got to keep of course. You can't be boom, 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 boom. I mean, yeah, come on. The, the six have been... the foundations for things. Exactly. Well. Come on. I said, like, come on. The six have been the stars of 2023. Like, they have been front and foremost for basically an entire year now. So you kind of do need to kind of... Then they were the body underneath the cast. So for the moment, they kind of can step away from the spotlight a little bit. And that yeah. the other characters who have sort of been on backing singers, so to speak, sort of step forward again. So that kind of stuff does need to happen. But it can just be a bit of a jarring feeling sometimes when you're going through that transition. So, yeah, yeah I think it'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Um, Gold Star this week, Ray, what do you reckon? Um... Um... Do you know what? A part of me wanted to give it. I just, I'm really surprised at how much I love Cindy, by the way. But okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm stuck between. I'm gonna give it cat. I'm gonna give it to cat. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna give mine to cat as well. Oh, you're always copying me, Rob. I know. So I said, no, I might give mine, I might give Cindy. So it's gonna probably gonna be the last time she's gonna have Sam, one for a while. I'll give mine to Sam. Yeah, it's Cat and Sam. There we are then. Cat and Sam for our, our gold stars this week. Um, finally, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on to comments from you lovely people, uh, we've had some news and we have a red-headed return coming our way. And someone predicted it. Um, before we start with the news, Rob, I've just got a comment I'd like to read from our YouTube channel from last week. Oh, just the one? Uh, this one's from... Yeah, well, there's a few, but I've Is narrowed there? it down to one. Yeah, yeah from yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Steps, who said, Incredible, re wanted Bianca back. Then EastEnders announced a return later that day. Oh, yeah. Are you sure there was a comma there, Re, and they weren't just calling you Incredible Re, like Superman? Yeah. Is that... Gypsy Rose Either Lee over right. it. I'll yeah. take it. Either works. Old, it's, it's Gypsy Rose Re. Gypsy oh, Rose yeah. Re. I mean, yes, you did predict this, didn't you? And lots of people uh, kind of nailed onto the fact that you predicted this, sent it to the stars, and then it happened. I mean, I was not expecting it, to be honest. No. I was just genuinely saying I'd love to see Bianca back, and then yeah. literally that day. So I think I just manifested it. I so think you did. If you want anyone else back, just write in to me, yeah. and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> just get Rhi on to it. It'll be all right. If you could sort Janine coming back as well, Rhi, that would be, that would be marvellous. Ooh. Thank you very much. I can but try. All I want. Uh, yes, uh, Bianca is on her way back to Walford. Now, this presumably is for Whitney's exit. Um, BBC EastEnders on Facebook said it's been over four years since she last appeared on EastEnders. But Bianca Jackson is on her way back to our screens as Patsy Palmer is set to reprise her role for a short stint this spring. Having briefly returned in 2019, Patsy reprises her role as Whitney and Zach visit Bianca in Milton Keynes following her off-screen breakup with Terry. But it's not long before chaos ensues. Um, so this is exciting. And you are very, very, very pleased with yourself, aren't you? And quite excited because you like Bianca. And you were a big fan of her. So you wanted her back. And I'll be honest, I, were, I wasn't expecting her to actually come back because I know that. I'm sh I know that she used to. I'm pretty sure Patsy Palmer still lives in California, doesn't she? She like yeah. I think she. I'm, I'm not sure because Patsy Palmer is one of these people that kind of goes all over the place, all over the world. That's a, and that's, an, that's a lovely time. I think jealous. The last uh, I saw, she was living in California. She's, she's been a living DJ. there a few years. <laughs> she's a DJ. She's great. I just yeah. Yeah. No, I like, um, I like that kind of music too. 
It makes sense. I mean, for her to come out for Whitney's exit, uh, you know, that makes that makes perfect sense. She came out for Whitney's wedding. Um, she was supposed to return uh, a bit sooner than this. She was supposed to come back just before COVID hit, and then COVID happened, and then all sorts of, you know, COVID happened. And then everything just, you know. <laughs> yeah, COVID happened. Um, so she was supposed to return. But yeah, no, this is good. I like this. It's nice to be, it's nice that Whitney's kind of got this to, to support her in her exit as well. So it'll feel like more of an event with, with yeah. um, Bianca returning. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see how, how this all plays out. I mean, how do you think this actually might start? Because I, at the moment, cannot see how Whitney leaves, even with Bianca's it, announcement. I can't, I don't know. I mean, the, the major question mark is Zach in it all, really. Because yeah. we've not heard anything about Zach leaving. So how's Whitney no. leaving if she's pregnant with his baby? And I don't know, that's what I can't yeah. figure out. And the weird thing with Zach is, you kind of assumed that once Whitney had gone, oh, well, I guess we'll just go back to Zach and Sam. But now Sam's gone as well. So yeah, yeah. The only thing I wonder is if Lauren and Zach are maybe going to start being a thing because obviously they had that scene where Zach walked in a bit half naked yeah. and Lauren was in the room. How did you, you notice just... that scene, Rob? I did notice that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think things were. I think there was dialogue during the scene as well, but I'm not 100 yes, percent sure. A little bit, yeah. A little few, <laughs> the few lines, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's to come. So I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing Bianca again. I will be honest, Bianca isn't my favorite character of all time. But I appreciate like who she is, and I I like that she's back for this stint. And actually, I really enjoyed Bianca when she came back for um, the Callum and Whitney wedding. I thought she was really really well well done at that point. Uh, and then she had that whole thing because that then led into the Leo storyline, didn't it? If you remember, and yeah, she sort of, of began yeah, began yeah. that. So I I really enjoyed Bianca when I last saw her. So we'll see how she comes across this time. Um, I don't think there'll be much Ricky going on because obviously Ricky is not around. So I don't know. We'll see where Bianca is. It would have been see. nice for Sam to have still been around for Bianca uh, yeah, as well. Because they've got yeah, they've, there, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of history, Bianca and Sam. Mm. So yeah, that is a shame. But maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, any more comments, Ray? I've got another one from our Instagram Instagram page. Instagram, 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 Instagram page from Charlotte yeah. Carson, who says Sam's such an interesting character and Kim portrays her so well. I wish that more of her layers had been explored, as it felt like we'd only scratched the surface. Mm. Uh, that is actually the the general sort of sense of feeling from a lot of you this week. Mm. Uh, we had another e another email from Tommy Vine, who says, "I really hate what they have done to Sam's character in this recent stint." It feels like they have just forgotten about the fact they developed Sam's character into being a mature woman and becoming a Mitchell in her own right without having to prove herself to Phil. As much as I enjoyed Daniela Westbrook's camp version of Sam without any depth apart from being bitchy, it felt like Kim Metcalf had taken the character to a new level and her recent return seemed like a story they would have given to the Westbrook era of Sam. Kim deserved better. Quite critical of, uh, of it all there. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't Actually, really... That's really true it's, i can see that yeah it's not that. a bad yeah, point, it's, not a bad point. Mm. it's a shame i mean I th i'm assuming what's gone on what's gone on is that just basically this team doesn't really see much of a future for sam and is sort of kind of going to use her into in short short stints in the future um kim posted uh on her twitter saying goodbye for now sam hope to see you soon so you kind of get the impression okay. that, that was that's how that played out so you know it's it, it is a shame but she is a good character and she's played by a great actress. So it'll it'll be good to see her again. It gives us that little kind of burst of excitement. Oh my God, Sam's back soon. That's exciting. So, you know, That's maybe true. don't don't overuse a character. But I feel like Sam's been cut short a little bit here. I think she was just starting Definitely. to sort of really integrate into the square uh, and into the storylines. I loved the relationship between Sam and Zach. That was 
that was kind of developing into something really quite interesting. They had quite mm-hmm. a sweet goodbye. So I'm assuming when Sam does next return, they can pick up Will from where that left off. Hey, um, is Zach going to be in a bit of trouble with Phil? Because he just allowed Sam to take all the money out at Till. Oh, I love that, by the way. Can I just say, I loved <laughs> Sam's money there. Like, she'd just been given 30 grand and she wanted to give some money to Ricky. She didn't give her a penny out of the 30 grand that she had, but she had to nick that out of the till to give yeah. to Ricky. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, and I don't think play. she gave him that much, really. No, in the grand I think she only, she, she only gave him like a thousand pounds, which in London will last yeah. you about a day. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, thank you very much, then. Uh, that's another week done and dusted. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. Drop us an email at E20AfterDarkPodcasts at gmail.com. And finally, if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash E20 After Dark. Yo! Uh, Marvellous. And that's it for uh, another week. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. We should be back same time next week and we hope to see you there. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.